With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. There's a hole in my heart.
this is the Empress, the Empress, D-A-E-M-P-O-R-E-S-S, and it is Sunday. It is April the 6th. Happy Easter Day to those of you who do celebrate Easter. I didn't know it was such a big deal with some people who don't want to acknowledge that some of us do actually uh, participate in activities that um, celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Uh, Happen to do that, non-apologetically, I might add, and we're excited to be on tonight. Now, tonight we're going to talk about a subject that I think most of us already feel probably comfortable, I guess you could say, in ways about how we um, determine our friends, determine our friendships, whether or not they are uh, healthy or whether or whether they are um, just uh, life lesson people. I don't know. Everybody has different ways of determining those types of relationships, but we're going to talk about tonight a little quick show spot, and we'll be back. Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. to the show. I'm ready to get in and get with it tonight because we're talking about a very, very uh, subject uh, matter that is always seemingly thrown around just as casually as love is, just as casually as a lot of different ideas and a lot of different um, positions in life are. And it's it's always excitingly um, uh, surprising to me the number of people who consider people friends. And I'm going to start tonight by just saying that I'm not I'm not exempt from this lesson right here, okay? I love people. I love interacting with people that I particularly don't know a whole lot about. I love when I take the opportunity to engage with other people that may potentially be my friend. And I will tell you this. There are certain parts of friendship that I think people – intermingle with other types of relationships unfairly, unjustly, and not on purpose, but I think that the expectation is, for an example, that friendship is a lesser relationship than family. Uh, I was watching a movie uh, the other night, and I've forgotten what the name of it is because, of course, I didn't. I wasn't sleeping at all uh, during the nighttime when it was time to go to bed, but I watched a movie about a woman and the story introduced itself as this woman who was dying. Uh, she was very, very close with what 
seemed to me to be a family member. This was a family member uh, who was close to her, and they kept recalling different events, and it was obvious that the breakaway uh, on the, you know, movie continuing that this person had died. This person had left here, and um, the assumption quite naturally by what we saw and by the recants of the happenings between these two people, they were obviously family. I thought they were family until the actual daughter who pops in and out of the life of this person in them getting the house uh, packed up. Uh, I realized that this was not the daughter, absolutely not the daughter. Actually, this was uh, the deceased person's niece. This was her niece, and the daughter had lots of issues with it. She just could not deal with the closeness between her mom and this other woman, and in fact, she blamed her for her death and blamed her because she felt like she did not do anything to secure the positioning uh, that she interrupted the positioning as daughter to this person by being more present than she was able to. And it was kind of telling because I did not know that there was um, this common of a um, misplacement of uh, of relationship and, and responsibility to uh, relationship as there is. And I, 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 all I can say is this. I have... Um, all I can say is there are things that you cannot um, change. There are things that um, you can change, and there are things that you participate in, and there are things that you are just born into, and those are the differences between um, friendships and people who I call fiends. They are just there, and they drop out in a very significant way um, and um um, I'm on now. Let me tell her I'm on now because this is not something that uh, we should hide. This is not something that we should really put on blast, uh, but um, it, it just is what it is. And, baby, when I tell you this, uh, I'm not here again to blast anybody. I'm not here to expose anybody. I'm just here to say some things that has helped release me from some of the hurt. Actually, today was a beautiful day in service. We had Easter service, and we talked about, of course, the crucifixion, which is the pinnacle of the day. Uh, The resurrection is the more celebrated part of the Christian story of the death and life and um, return to heaven or ascension to heaven uh, of of Jesus, and a lot of people get hung up in, oh, he went back, he went back. But the thing about it is, is that the relationship that he had in between leaving here and going back was the truth of what we're experiencing today. And and um, the biggest thing in the in the uh, service today for me was hearing um, the pastor say that the in-between, that, you know, a lot of the times we see the crucifix as one cross, and actually there were three. There were three. The goodness was bound in the middle between two thieves who actually were uh, uh, rightfully being crucified. Now, crucifixion, as I already knew, was one of the most, I didn't know it was the most, but I knew it was one of the ways that were used in old times to to uh, 
take care of the debt of law. Uh, and crucifixion was very, very public and very, very open so that you can show what you're going to get if you are found guilty of something. And the truth of it is the story, I knew I knew that part, but the other part of the story that kind of stuck with me, and every time I do a show, it always happens. I find something in the, in the lesson to put into the um, – Topic when it's not some old mess that we're talking about, but um, his friends, the people who were the closest to him, were not his family. Um, he left his mother and father to travel as a disciple for the um, spreading of the word of Christ. And actually, all of the other people around him did the exact same thing. They left their families and they went with him. But by the time he made it to Calvary, baby, there were no one. Uh, there was no one from that group. There was one person. Um, I do know that Peter, no, it was Joseph. It was, wait a minute, it was John. I'm sorry, I'm getting it all messed up. Joseph was his daddy. Mary was his mother. John was his friend who told him that he was not going to leave him. And he, he didn't, but he uh, did, he couldn't stay around in that vicinity. Uh, we know that he was betrayed uh, with a kiss by one of his other friends, Judas. Um, he was also denied vehemently to the point, and I didn't even realize this, cause, but it's in the scriptures like that. Now we don't make nothing up in my church. They ain't making nothing. They ain't adding nothing to it. As a matter of fact, we go through different texts to make sure that the translation and the interpretation of what was actually written isn't lost. And um, Peter vehemently denied him to a point of cussing. He told this lady, no, you don't know me. I do not know that man. And she was like, yeah, didn't I see you with him at this place? And she, he was like, no, that was not me. And basically damn you for even associating me with this person. And it was very, very, um, it kind of stirred me up a little bit. And it hurt a little bit because I was able to associate with some of this and knew that it would be pertinent to tonight's show. And before we get started, you're welcome to invite yourself uh, into the conversation. Every line that's coming on, I'm opening up. Um, I've already kind of felt like I may need to just tread a little light on this because I know I'll be being watched. I ain't that important, but it's just I know that some things are orchestrated in a way that it's purposefully to uproot me. And it almost happened like this week I was supposed to have my kids. I didn't get to have my kids. And I had gone back and forth, as I always do with every holiday, uh, trying to make arrangements to share the children that I share with my ex. And, of course, it never is successful, and it still has a lot of bitterness and a lot of things attached to it. And in that, you know, the people who used to be surrounding our lives, because I can honestly say we did not have any marital friends. We did not share in each other's lives to a point. I don't know who he knew. And the people that he knew, I knew, I worked with, and I didn't share my life with those persons. That's why well, one of my little clips that I, I think I sent it out on Instagram or on um, on um, Twitter, 
I can honestly say that I probably haven't had a lot of friends in my life after reading the definitions and studying a little bit, understanding the responsibility of friendship. Um, I married somebody that wasn't even my friend. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't even act like I'm just so dumb that I don't know what had happened. But I know the error of of why it didn't work. And now that I do, I take that as a life lesson. And now I can apply those learnings to, you know, things in the, in the, in the future. And because I was a broken person, I actually was removed, um, you know, not removed, but we moved away on purpose to try to create a life together that life did not at all become anything productive. It did not become anything other than two people who ended up buying a house, two people who ended up having children, and two people who had separate lives and had no regard for the other person in their life, and it just went on from there. Like, it never blossomed into anything beautiful, and in fact, it has still failed to to, uh, blossom into anything except for even more uh, distraction, but I had to first learn, and I thank God for my pastor because he could feel the need for uh, uh, the the congregation to forgive, and I can say I have tried. I have tried so hard; like it's the hardest thing to do. But like when you don't like somebody, like who wants to be bothered with somebody that you really don't like? And so, but the thing is, is it hems you up from being able to progress. So let's talk about friends because I didn't know how closely related and how very, very different the definitions, the literal definitions in friendship, family, associate, um, and even this other term that kept showing up that I think I wrote down, uh, I wrote it down somewhere, here it is, it's called an interpersonal associate. And the thing is, I think that we got it totally wrong. Like, we are just not getting it right at all. Uh, First of all, a friend is a person or persons who you like and enjoy being in company with. It is a person who helps support you. Uh, That person actually takes an investment in you, and they're actively participating in your life. But in order for you to call them friend, you have to do the same to them. So just from the jump, like, I ain't got a whole lot of friends because I'm very not trying to involve myself. I I know recently, I think I was attempting to be friendly and to have friends, and I actually would meet people and say, hey, friend, what's up? When in actuality, I had associates, and associates are people or things or events that link one thing to another. Like when you say it as a noun, when you describe someone as an associate, it is to think of one person or thing when you think of another thing. So if I were to say uh, Magnolia, like my mom and her sisters and family and classmates, they think they are family. Okay, first of all, they think they are related and they're not what they are. They are associates who are bound to friendship because they are so involved into each other's life. Sometimes to, sometimes when I look at it, it's almost to a default because it, feels weird when they're able to get so close to each other a lot more closely than I can see them getting with blood relatives. And we're going to talk about that later in this month, but the truth about friendship is it is actually a chosen involvement with another person. Like you have to 
participate. It's not like a fall, a free and falls on you. No, it doesn't happen that way. It is an actual choice to involve yourself in their life, and they involve themselves in yours. Um, and then we have all these other little extra titles, like I have a best friend, and the only difference between a friend and a best friend is that your investment is bigger, your exchange is more, and but it has to be equal because I've heard a cliche lots and lots and lots of times where people would say, you know, this is my best friend, and I know she even said this other girl or this other man is her best friend. And it's because the exchange value, the weight of it is different from one person to the next, and you can't determine that. That is something that is uh, equally determined in order to be besties. And um, the other thing about friends versus family is, and this is shocking to me because I didn't know this, friends have more frequent of contact with each other than do even family. Even though sometimes we can literally live in the same space with family or live in the same communities as family or participate in the same things as family, the interaction on the inside of yourself, the not just the personal stuff, and I ain't talking about trying to sneak and, t- and not tell nobody. It's just when you purposely involve another person into your life in a way that is telling and they do the same to you, it's like that exchange uh, weightedness is more heavy in friends than it is in family. And guess why? It's because there's a different expectation. There's a different result. Family already have their stuff like made up on how they're going to deal with you and what you're going to be and how you're going to act. And actually, we put on some extra stuff for family that with friends we don't have to, so it allows you to be a lot more of yourself. Um, than it does with um, than it does with family with friends. Now, I, I said all of that to say this because this past week I've been I don't know I just been weird and I extended myself and I like to also say that everybody's lines are open. I'm going to open up this block line too because I'm here to allow people to say their truth. Okay, this is helpful for me. I do this for me. Um, because it helps me to kind of deal with some of the places in my life that I feel alone in. And one of the greatest things that I heard at church this morning is that I'm not alone when it comes to Christ being there. But I, I'm human. I'm going to tell you something. I be want somebody body to be here. Like I be wanting to talk and have a conversation where I can hear their voice too. Like I'm not asking God to speak to me because I'm probably going to go crazy if I hear something other than myself right now. But it's it's like this. People are going to gravitate toward what feeds to them, what's good for them. And I was looking up friendships and looking for the most notorious or the most well-known uh, friendships and learned a lot about Bonnie and Clyde. And I've heard actual uh, married people say this and um, say, oh, we're Bonnie and Clyde. And I think Jay-Z and um, Beyonce actually call themselves the modern-day Bonnie and Clyde, and guess what? It ain't really cute the way that they their whole situation is, and we're going to talk later about it, but we're going to extend open to anybody who wants to say anything. Please stop me, but I'm going to talk a little bit about Bonnie and Clyde because I, first of all, <laughs> I ain't know no story about no Bonnie and Clyde. I ain't seen Thelma and Louise. I've never seen that movie. Um, I'm not 
learned a lot about history because to me history is so kind of blanketed. Sometimes it's where it's at a point where people will say and do some things and they'll do it just for the audience that they have at the time. But when it comes to just being consistent with that, uh, it's not the same. But that ain't the case in Bonnie and Clyde. Now, Bonnie and Clyde actually were a married couple before they became the notorious Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie uh, is a female who was 19 at the time when she married her husband, Clyde, who was actually in jail for murder at the time. She married him while they were while, while he was incarcerated. And on one of his visits, decided to uh, leave a gun in the ditch outside because she wanted to be there for him and they wanted to be together. Now, mind you, you serving a little bit of time because you're killing folks. But their friendship or their bond or their togetherness, what we use today, their Bunny and Clyde, was so strong that the rules of the rest of the world were null and void, and she decided on a visit to plant a gun in a ditch. Now, this was in January of 1943 when this this started. But they had a history of of different things that were telling that, you know, these folks ain't playing. Like, they really like each other for whatever reason. I don't know. And all week long this week I've been looking at stories of uh, love that was kind of bound with some kind of craziness and friendships that were kind of odd, women who were killing or participating in murders with their males. And, of course, it's not always to the extent of murder. But it's always telling the relationships that you do form, they serve a purpose. I did also write this down. I want to say this before I forget. The relationship that you have with your family will depict or predict what type of friendships you have. Because I'm going to tell you something. I like my family. I love them because first they can cook and they're nice and they're sweet and they can sing. They can do all of that pretty stuff. But they are predictably there. Like, they're going to hear you out, but they are not going to co-sign no bull. I'm just going to tell you. Like, you're going to get thrown all the way up under the diesel on the bus if you're wrong. Now, that's not my entire family, but my immediate family. When I say family, I'm particularly talking about my mother, my sister, my first cousins, and maybe a few uh, secondary aunts. I don't know how you say it, my, my mother's family, my father's family, you know, right past them. But as far as, you know, speaking for the entirety of my family, we're related. And sometimes people will assume just because you're related that they can predict what you're going to be. And that is the – now, with Bonnie and Clyde, you pretty much could have. These were some fools, okay? They was clowning. They was really clowning. But go back to the story. She decided – they decided together that they were going to – Breakout, and so what she did, Bonnie planted a uh, gun in a ditch, and on one of the lead times for one of the lead times for um, her her husband, then Clyde, he got out, got the gun, killed a couple of guards. She was where she was supposed to be, picked him up, and from January of 1943 to May of 1943, they were just like wild and out, like. Everywhere, everybody was looking for them. They were plastered all over the, all over the. I was about to say the internet, but it wasn't even here then. But they were willing to 
ride or die. And I've heard that uh, repeatedly amongst people. I got to ride or die. I got me somebody who is my friend to the end. And before I go too much further into that, I want to see what if you could say that you have a friend or that you have a uh, someone in your life, whether you have more friends by the definition that we just went over or associates, I'm going to open up everybody's line. So if you have background noise, please be aware of that. If you don't want to speak, when you get the last four digits of your number, just say, I don't want to speak, and we will just go forward. The last four digits from the number that you're calling in is how I identify you. And if you don't want to speak, you can mute your phone. You do not have to divulge anything that you don't want to. This is your show just like it's mine. And I don't I particularly don't like to edit my show because I got the little button. If I wanna cut the book, I'll just cut myself out cutting the book. But if you cut the book, it's gonna be hard for me to do it because I can't do that without interrupting the entirety of the show. I can pull out my voice, but not yours. Okay, so we're going to start with our block caller. You know if you're blocked, and if you're blocked and want to say anything, just say it now, and if not, we'll just keep going forward. Do you have more friends or associates by the definition that we gave? I have in the past, Empress. I first want to say greetings to you. Hi. Hi. Now, I want you to, I want you to know that. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can. I want you to know that you don't need anybody to call in. You can carry this entire show by yourself. That's how great you're doing. I, you know what? You, you piqued you my don't interest. Make me cry. Don't <laughs> no, make I'm me cry serious. Because you know why? I you why you. This is why you're so good because I I called in because of something that you mentioned. And you have made me change my question five times already. So I'm so glad you got to me first. And I want to say this, and I have a question Mm -hmm. for you at the end. I want to give you this example. My best friend, in the the most sincerest sense of the word, is deceit. Mm -hmm. And she was killed. But you are so on point when you say that that relationship is different because we chose one another to be uh, confidants uh-huh. and, and so forth. You know what I'm saying? And we were so close. We were so close uh-huh. that when we would go to a function and, let's say, uh-huh. my dude would be there and hers wouldn't and he might do something uh-huh. irritating, I didn't even have to say anything. Uh-huh. She knew that he was, you know, he was getting on my nerves, you know, by probably, uh-huh. I don't know, being a little too flirty or, or talking too loud. Uh-huh. And she would say mm-hmm. something to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, mm-hmm. that, you are exactly right. And I also want mm-hmm. you, you have a beautiful family from the, the, the mm-hmm. description that you gave us of them. I want mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. why it is that you feel somebody in your position who has a beautiful family, you obviously have sisters and first cousins and so mm-hmm. forth that you can talk mm-hmm. to that you can be in agreeable relationships with. Why mm-hmm. then do you need outside friendship when when you can have the best of both worlds in your family members? I'm just curious because I, I, I want to tell you about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I will say this, and I, I wanted to say this kind of at the end, but I think that it's appropriate since I'm answering your question. I think that the most that you can give to your family is being present, but you're not the most present of yourself with them. 
because you're already pretty much defined. Like, I'm, first of all, I'm a twin. If you know me, I'm not sure who you are. You don't have to tell me, but I'm a twin, and so I went for a long time just being Sheila Sharon. Like, I know what my damn name was because I was always associated with someone else. Then even if you listen to some of my family talk, they speak of me in terms of who I'm related to. So the experience of me was not even me. So, and some of that is because I didn't even know who I was myself. So I couldn't even give you the truth of me or, or, or find a confident in people who are totally associated with who we were born to rather than who I actually am. Some of the most defining parts of me I hid from my family because I did not want to let them down for uh, for the fear of me disappointing them or miss naming or misrepresenting the family. We're not the Kardashians and we're not the Kennedys, but my family is important to me. They're very, uh, they love family and they don't, they're unapologetic about family. And there's nothing I would want to do in a mistake in my life to make that look bad. So I would say this, I think a lot of my having my family available to me doesn't necessarily mean that I took the choice to be a friend to my quote-unquote family. I'm friendly with my family, and I, I'm not, I want to be very clear. This is not saying my family is not my friends, and I'm, not, I'm sure somebody's going to say, oh, you know, Sharon was on that show the other night talking about she ain't friendly with her family. No, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that the level of giving of yourself and being who you truly are in your good and in your bad is often not shown to your family. That is well, why I know I that you're right. It is... Okay, okay. I know that and, you're and right so that in, keep... in what you're saying, but I want to mm-hmm. I want to point your attention in this direction. You okay. piqued my curiosity because I thought about something that I had been wrestling with for years. I'm going to show you how correct mm-hmm. you are in your assessment. My best friend that died. Um. Mm-hmm. I, through all that hurt and pain, I struggled with her death for years. And then I became, me and her her sister, her younger sister, who was two years younger than her, sort of just became, I don't know, kind of put together in a friendship. And, and she was nothing like um, her sister. And her best friend was my younger sister, who uh-huh. was deceased as well. So through all this pain, we became friends. But what I realized 10 years later, I mean, I would be around her and literally my head or stomach would start aching. And I finally came to the summation after having a, a conversation with my son was that we only became friends because of calamity. I didn't even choose her as my friend. We came together because we were hurting, but her sister you know, mm-hmm. I love to go on double dates. Her boyfriend, my boyfriend, we would go play. I mean, we just would have the greatest time, you know. And the, the mm-hmm. two boyfriends that I had while she was alive, they really liked her, you know. And so mm-hmm. I guess I'm saying all that to say I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying totally and you're on point. But mm-hmm. but I wanna, I wonder if we could agree to disagree for one small thing. Yes, we can. I think yes, you are so powerful. I, I, not I think, let me correct myself. I know that you are powerful because you are a twin. 
When you said that, mm-hmm. I know now why you sound like you sound. Female <laughs> twins are very powerful because that is the original sequence when they say offset. That's where the word set comes from. They're talking about two black females. They're talking about two uh-huh. women. And twins are uh-huh. very powerful. That's why women have two breasts. They used to have two babies long, long time ago. Uh-huh. And and I uh-huh. studied the black woman. I'm a self-prescribed, uh, how do I say, independent scholar uh, as it relates uh-huh. to black women. So I'm going to continue uh-huh. to listen to you. And my last question to you is, I'm curious about the picture in the avatar where the sisters are pallbearers. Is that, did you? No, that, that is there? not personal for me. It is not personal for me. But when I saw it, first of all, I had never seen anything like that before in my life because I think we naturally think that that is a bearing that is only for men. You know, I've, I've yes. never been to yes. a, a, a ceremony uh, of, of goodbyes where the women are, are holding uh, the, the the casket. And I think that it was uh, on one of my other friends and it was just, it was just a picture. But every one of those women, like just looking at those women, I could easily substitute me as being in the casket and, and putting women around my around my coffin. I could absolutely do that. But the truth of the matter is, is the people, what it actually said, I didn't want to copy it totally. The people who carry you in your life are more potent when you're alive. And you have to be careful about who's around you while you're upright and living. Anybody can carry you. Actually, the people who are assigned to carry you at the funeral are sometimes uh, assigned by people who have nothing to do with you. You know, a lot of the exactly. times if there are not enough men in the family, sometimes they'll ask somebody at the church or somebody from the funeral home. Um, and I'm trying really hard not to be emotional about it, but the truth of the matter is is where you are in your life uh the people around it should not just be warriors in it. And that's going to bring me to this next subject. And I want to, I want other people to chime in if, if you have something to say. And I'm going to go ahead and go to one of my other friends because I think when I first was, to, if I'm totally honest, when I first went to uh, make this show, I was thinking about the men. You know, I'm always thinking about the men. People think I'm fast and I'm not fast. I just like men. I'm sorry. I'm heterosexual. I'm single and I'm human. So I like men. And when I thought about it, I I have been in this whole dating thing trying to, not really sure if I was, but um, doing the right thing or saying the right things. But men always tell me they want to be somebody's friend. Like, I want to be your friend. I just want my, the best, the person, I, I even talk to married men, and they say, the woman that I married, she was my friend first. Like, he was beating down everybody else, but she was my friend. And in essence, some of the things that we do as intimate partners, we're just really sexual friends. We are, we're sexual associates. Like, cut buddy is really a real thing. We say it casually, and then men get upset because women turn into, I'm falling in love with you or something. But you're doing some things that should be reserved for a a, a partner rather than um, with uh, someone who is not just your friend. Um, so I'm trying to, Jermaine, are you there? Please be there, Jermaine, because I need you right now. 
Hmm. Not like hey, that, uh, hey, but I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm, all, I'm hey. not like that, Jermaine. Hey, I'm <laughs> Jermaine. always a friend, you know what I mean? I'm always a friend if you need one. <laughs> now, what but, is uh, the deal with the whole associate thing? Because I know guys have it very easy when they're able to, um, if you're uh, just having sex, you know, like it's very easy to do that. But that's actually not, it's outside of the friend lines. There are some intimacies that should not happen uh, outside well, of the friend, of the friend lines. But tell me, tell me what that is about. Well, let me, let me tell you, first of all, let me tell you this. I mean, you, you guys, women, y'all, y'all put labels on everything. Men, our, our job is to find out what you label stuff, you know, we find out how y'all label stuff, and then we find out how those terms work. So if if we want to, so if, if you label somebody as an associate, or you label me as an associate, and you label somebody else as a friend, and then you label somebody else as a cut buddy, whatever, then we're trying to, first of all, identify how you see us, and then we're trying to finagle our way into one of those other terms that get us in the bed with you. So we don't we don't use labels because we pretty much screw okay. anything from an associate to a wife. You know what I mean? Just, okay, just, so just are straight you up. Then, are you saying then that you will call a girl your friend just so that you can have sex with her when she's not you don't care about her life for real? If, Is that what if you're if saying? The term, if the term friend is the operative word. You know what I mean? If if you saying Oh, he's my friend, and we know that you screw your friends. Then I got what's up, friend? You know what I'm saying? If if I want okay. if I want to get that, you know. But if 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 you if you saying oh you just another associate and you don't mess with your associates, then I need to get in your friend circle because you sleep with your friends. You, you feel me? Oh, so, I feel you. I feel so, you. I feel you. So so we don't really care about because we don't. You know, I I don't know about these terms and I mean I'm just telling you from my perspective when I was out there doing what I was doing. I I yeah. I mean I call I called you whatever you called me or I allowed you to call me whatever worked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So so mm. if I was your nigga or your your side mm. piece, I don't mm. I don't care I don't care what you call me if it if that's the key to unlock your lock. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's that's why that's why men calculate off the game so much because when we're playing chess we, we're open, you know we'll we'll use whatever whatever um, chess piece on the, on, yeah. the, on the table. You see what I'm saying? If the pawn is going to checkmate the queen, then we'll use the pawn all the way till we get to the queen. Jermaine, I don't know nothing about no chess, but somebody got a question, and I'm uh, pretty okay. sure it's a, 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 a... Go ahead. This twin one. Jermaine, how old are you? I'm 42, man. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Go ahead. Continue on. Yeah, I'm, 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 tell, I'm, telling this, I'm telling the story of the 20, the, the 18 to, to to when they stopped playing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not out there playing like that no more. But well, let me I, tell you I, I have, I, I have definitely. I I'm, this, I'm sorry. 
the, ahead, let me ma'am. say something because I think that there is a suggestion, and I'm just trying to get the talk going because I I I feel my twin. I feel my twin. I think that's my twin that just asked that question, not my literal twin, my other twin from the other mama. Okay, yeah, she just asked about your age, but to be honest, twin. It don't matter because some of this gaming and some of, some of this whole this this whole friendship thing starts so young. Just generic friendships. We have friendships right. when we're like in in um, high school. We have friendships when we're uh, just graduating college. We have friendships at work. And the truth of the matter is, with regard to this whole intimacy breaking inside of these friendships, the confusion that women have is very clear with men. And that is the reason why my next topic of, of interest I want to talk about because I, I want to tell you first a story of my own, and I'm hoping someone will be willing to just share with me as well. And I'm not saying this to be rowdy to anybody. I'm not saying this to divulge any secrets because the truth is the light, and I, you can't stop me from saying the truth, and it has actually delivered me from being um, a more hurt person because I am a hurt person. People ask me all the time, how do you take so many pictures of your face like that? You always have pictures of your face. Well, let me tell you why. One of the reasons why I take a lot of pictures with my face is because I'm a survivor of abuse. And I'm not just a physically abused survivor person. I'm an emotionally surviving person and spiritually surviving person because I was just so low that I I, I had no emotion and I had no feeling towards certain things, so I don't. I didn't have that natural woman intuition. I didn't have the ability to discern when something was not good for me, and it was just you know somebody trying to get at me. I just didn't look at life like that, but it was just the way I was made up. And to make a long story short, I was married for a stint. The the relationship was not working. I was very much trying to wait on something to happen so that I could leave the relationship, not that, you know, breaking my ankle and busting my lip and pulling out my hair wasn't enough. I was waiting on something bigger, you know, something that people would, oh, okay, yeah, you got to leave, you got to leave. Instead of loving myself enough to where you're not treating me right, to hell with you, I'm gone regardless of what I lose or not, I wasn't there. And I was so disconnected. And so going through the motions that I didn't even realize that one of the closest people to me, I mean, literally right up under me, was actually having a relationship with my then husband. I mean, having a full-on relationship so much so that I pretty much, and, and this is probably a lot, but this is the truth of how I feel. Hold me to it if you want to. I really think that her daughter and my daughter may be sisters. I honestly to God, think that they could be sisters because they're very much alike the way that they look. But because I was so disconnected, I just didn't even think about it. Now, this is something I, I refused to share with my family. I refused to share with my sisters, my twin sister. I refused. I had to calculate how I was going to tell my family that not only was I being abused, but I was with someone who was absolutely not trying at all to live in an honorable way as my husband. And instead of doing that, I just waited on the out. I jumped, and I haven't looked back since. Now, mind you, when you have no reaction, sometimes it's, uh, it's taken as if you're weak, and that's just a path for you to keep coming for me. And just tonight, I mean, 
no matter how much you don't say, what is unspoken has the same amount of power as what is, sometimes even the more so. I have had to tell this person, you were never my friend. Like, you were never my friend. Any circumstance that would allow someone in your circle to uh, boo up, fall on, kiss, hug, do anything of an intimate nature with someone who's your friend is just not acceptable. Like, that just doesn't go together. and, And let me tell you this. I understand when people are not feeling each other. And I understand when people feel like they got to make some choices that are going to better benefit them in a single way. But until you have removed yourself from that situation, then I think you're bound. That's why one of the things that I know, as as I did in my marriage, when I'm done, I got to restructure and recreate a life where I can function because there's no way I'm going to be able to pretend like I like you, I respect you, you know, until I get back to those points where I have to. So I left. And I think you have to do the same thing as friends. When you have a friend that re- that is removed from having general basic rules, and there are some rules. I mean, you can find Google. There are rules for friendship that are, of course, subjective for people, but there are some things that are just common understanding with regard to even business relationships, so that's the more so uh, to say for intimate relationships. Now, now that I have dropped that little bomb on everybody, uh, and now that y'all going to be trying to look through all of my pictures to see that this hoe ain't on my page, oops, I said hoe, this person is not <laughs> on my page, they're removed from my life, and actually the anger that I have is for myself because I should not I should not have been so disconnected where I didn't see some things that were obvious. When I look back, I can remember people telling me, that girl right there that be with you all the time, she don't like you. And, and I was like, what? I was like, are you? I remember having a birthday party. My family came in from Mississippi to Birmingham. We had a Chuck E. Cheese party. I had a few of my um, friends from work, and I have one friend that is absolutely a friend of mine from work, and we're still friends today. Um, she came to the party, and she asked me just as plain, and she said, who is that? And I was like, what are you talking about? She said, that is your friend? She said, I'm sitting here just watching her body language. I'm watching everything that she does, and there's nothing remotely similar to her giving off any vibe even. And when I tell you that every thought, every hurt, everything that I uh, felt I had disclosed to this person, I felt absolutely a fool. I felt like a fool after I realized that this was not uh, my friend, someone has something to say, I can feel it. Uh-huh, I sure do, honey. Honey, honey, I've gotten one that was we were 14 years friends and one that we were been 18 years friends. Now, the 14-year uh-huh. friend of ours, I, I let it go last year because I realized that she didn't value the friendship like I did. And like uh-huh. you, I have had people over 14 years say, she is not your friend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, what exactly could 
I, I mean, I'm, okay, I want anybody else, because I'm going to open up the rest of the lines. A couple of lines have just become visible to me. And, again, let's just go over the, the, the rules. There aren't any rules, really. I just want to be truthful with where I am. And you ain't got to tell me nothing you don't want to tell me, but I will say my truth, and my truth is this. I was surrounded by people who I call now fiends. They just love watching you, like people who want not to be you. They just want what they think are benefits of you. And to this day, I'm really not sure why, because I showed you the extent of the loss that I had in my life with regard to respect and honor and cherishing and, you know, all of the stuff you're supposed to have in a relationship that's intimate. But with regard to friendship, like there's certain levels of friendship that should never feel over into uh, question, like loyalty. Like I didn't even really know what loyalty was defined as, and a lot of people don't. A lot of men too. Mm-hmm. They say that too. I want me a, I want me a ride or die. I want me like a Bonnie and Clyde, and I want me a, a loyal uh, friend. And they do not understand that friendship cannot be bargained with. It's funny that you would even say that you finally let it go because it was never there if you had to struggle with, struggle with it because it's a, it's like an agreement, like. I like you and you like me. And there are a lot of people who got who claiming friends like they claim cousins and stuff. Them is not mm-hmm. your cousins and them is, mm-hmm. <laughs> them is not your friends when you mm-hmm. look at the things that they do. Does anybody else have anything else to say? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to recite the last. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I I want to intercept. And um and I know that you know we get into these shows and we start, you know, sharing our experiences with friendship and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. since it's Easter Sunday, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna use Jesus as an example for this friendship thing and uh how we can actually okay. learn from it. Okay, Jesus okay. had twelve disciples. All of them had some kind of role in Jesus' life. Peter technically mm-hmm. betrayed Jesus because Jesus told Peter before the cock uh before the cock crows, you're gonna uh deny me three times, mm-hmm. right? Okay, here, well, here's Jermaine, the thing. you did not you did not hear the beginning of the show, did you? Because I said that very thing. I said that oh, exact really? very yes, because to well, me it's the ultimate. Yeah, isn't that a, isn't that telling? Because I'm telling you something. The very people that were closest to him, the the people who were supposed to be like his ride or die, and these people weren't faking, like they were not faking, but it came down to what they had uh, determined they it's a, it's an agreement. Are you going to leave your stuff and you're going to come up with me and we're going to keep moving through this land because we got this thing to do? That's that's what the agreement was. And of course, twelve people did that. Twelve people decided right. to do that. The very but they, they, people, they, they all did it for different reasons. And Jesus exactly. said to them, Jesus said to them, I'm your I'm your friend because I tell you everything. Now, mm-hmm. now here's now here's the process of friendship, though, in in, in that whole environment. The the true friend will hang around until the other friends find themselves out. See, mm-hmm. see, Jesus knew mm-hmm. he knew he knew all of their their, their issues. He knew all mm-hmm. of their, their 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 insecurities. He knew all of their flaws, all of their weaknesses. Okay, I'm 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 competing with somebody right now. 
But I but just he, put, he, it he, he, put it on pause. No, no problem. He 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 knew all of that. So mm-hmm. he also knew the value of friendship, and he said, basically on an intentional basis, I'm gonna be a friend. You not mm-hmm. unconditional love don't have requirements in order to be friends. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, earlier I, we were talking about the relationship thing associated with it because I was asked the question. But but this whole mm-hmm. friendship thing, and, and what I'm learning about friendship is that you're a friend, you are a friend to an end, even if your friends aren't. And it's not so much mm-hmm. that they're not your friend, it's just that right mm-hmm. now they're struggling in an identity crisis, which is why a lot mm-hmm. of them do envy you, which is why a lot of them do feel like that, you know, they mimic you or they copy you or whatever it is, you know, because uh-huh. they're they're struggling with their own identification. It's, it's not so much that uh-huh. they're not your friend. It's just that you are another level of, of example or you're another reflection uh-huh. that they're trying to see themselves in. And right uh-huh. now they're just not, they're not there. You know, Jesus literally died before Peter realized that, hey, you know, I got to take this thing a little bit more spiritually serious than actually actually right. physically serious. You know what I'm saying? But you know, lo- as I long do, as as long I... as Jesus was present, you know, mm-hmm. he he could he could he could do it one way or the other and and Jesus can give him that correction and that friendship can go on. But when Jesus passed and left him, he had he had mm-hmm. to self-reflect and took all those nuggets that he learned from that friendship and make it work throughout his life, the rest of his life. Well, I'll say this. That's one of the what we call rules. I do believe that you shouldn't have to have rules, but you have to have guides in order to determine who people are because there are people who were with him who immediately, as soon as the heat came up, after he done told y'all all this time, now this is what's going to happen. Now, the fullness of why this is happening, I can't tell you until later, but I'm telling you now, it's going to be some hard stuff, and some people were just in it for one of the rules that you don't break, they were in it just because of the title. Like, he got a lot of fanfare for just being in town. When people heard that he was coming, everybody was there. Uh-huh. I know people like that in my job, at my church, uh, in the community. All they want you to know is for you to know that they know of somebody or they uh, name drop and that sort of thing. Those are not friends. Like, they only show up when events are happening. They only show up when it's a good thing going on. As long as he was, you know, you know, breaking bread and, and, and turning water into wine and stuff of that nature, I'm with him. Like, we his entourage, yeah, we is with him. But when stuff started to happen, that was the telltale of who was there, even at the garden. Some of the same people who was with him and was supposed to be his crew and his ride or die group of of people, they didn't even get to come inside of the garden with him. Like, they, they had to stay on the outside. And I think that was telling because there are people who are going to ride with you to the crest of things being at the pinnacle of events. Like, the very person that uh, I, that kept my children the night that I was thrown out with this person. So it's not as if uh, they did not understand. I should have understood that the purpose for her was not what I was utilizing it for. And they're also, the truth of the matter is, friendship 
are back and forth. Like it's just like you can't claim somebody to be your wife without them agreeing to it. Like some people do that too. Some people call me boo and bae and all that kind of stuff. You would think on Facebook I really know these people or you would really think in real life the much as much as I hear my name come out of their mouth that we've actually had a conversation or I've seen them in person. No. And it's totally um it's just a bunch of stuff that is flattering for somebody. Like, it, it does no good to have a friend that is there, and when you need them, they're just there to say pretty stuff. Like, they don't do nothing. Like, they actually don't do anything. Um, before I keep rambling on, um, somebody else just dropped. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this. I, I can see phone numbers. I don't know phone numbers. I don't even know my mama real cell phone number. I had to tell her that today. I need to put your cell number back under your name again because when I see numbers I don't know that pop up on my phone, I don't answer. And it's because uh, I didn't got comfortable just calling her. But when someone calls you and they need you, you should be able to give something too. Like there was a point that I didn't need to have no friends. I didn't need to have nobody in my world. And some of that is still, you know, I go back to that place sometimes. I don't even want to be bothered with you. Not for real. Anybody have anything else to say? Hello? I'm here. I'm here. I had to answer the door. I'm sorry. Had two little people knocking the door. You locked the door for me? I'm going to play a song and I'll be right back. Get ready to talk, Jermaine. Responsibility 
uh, the topic like friends, like how much are we supposed to change of who we really are? Because in definition, the friends get to see a more intimate or more truthful or more whole part of person versus family. Because sometimes we put on the airs with family. 99.15, are you there? And did you have something to add to our discussion tonight? Well, um, there there are um, a group of women that I consider to be my friends, um, and there are a group of women that I know that are just my associates. And I learned a long time ago in high school that my best friend was, you know, pretty much just a skank. Um, but to this day, you know, if I see her, I speak to her, and I keep it moving. Um, she, um, I won't say she took my fiancé because she could only do what he allowed her to do. But, um, you know, I, I've had to move past that. But, you know, uh, going back to friends, I was raised to believe and think and know by my mom that friends are not these people that you have to see every day talk to every day, be in their face every day, or in constant contact with them, be around them, eat, sleep, breathe them. Um, You don't have to have friends like that. For me, if I am in trouble and I pick up my phone and I dial it, I say, hey, girl, you know, where you at? You got time to talk? And she take out five seconds of her of a time, and she devote that to me, and I can do the same thing to her. And it's something pressing, and and I'm pouring out my heart to her. I'm comfortable enough to know that what's between she and I at that moment, or uh, or myself and him, because I have some guy friends. It's not gonna go uh-huh. anywhere. It's just like they uh-huh. said on the color purple. You better not tell nobody but Jesus. And that's how our conversations are. I mean, and and they Uh trust me likewise. We don't tell anybody but Jesus. And I got friends Uh that they'll carry it to the grave because they know I carry it to the grave. And somebody can come right on after them telling me the same thing. I'm going to be like, what? I know that Uh happened. Shut on up mm-hmm. because my mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking to myself, my friend just told me that, but you ain't gonna know my friend just told me that. That's mm-hmm. how I am. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and my friends, and 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 I'll get on age per se, as far as like for friends as well. I, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, she young, she can't tell me nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. She can't. She mm-hmm. probably can tell you something about what the younger mm-hmm. girls are doing. Doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean you got to do that. But I believe you can mm-hmm. learn something from all age women. I surround myself with younger women, my age women, and especially with the older women because I'm I'm gleaning things from each one. Now, what I want to keep from them is up to me because mm-hmm. I'm learning how you know, what to chew and what to spit out. But, you know, uh-huh. I don't need to be around a bunch of, you know, rowdy women because I'm rowdy enough uh-huh. for 12 women by myself. Uh-huh. So, you know, I yeah. can count on my hand how many friends I got. Just on one hand, how many friends uh-huh. I got. And the rest of them are uh-huh. associates or, you know, whatever uh-huh. other, other they call them. But uh-huh. I know if I, if I go to bed right now and wake up at uh-huh. 3 o'clock, I'm going to call Magic and be like, girl, get up. 
she gonna get up with me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and either if she see my my inbox light on, if I hit my mm-hmm. my Facebook, she gonna inbox me. Boo, what's going mm-hmm. on? That's our mm-hmm. relationship. I've got girlfriends mm-hmm. like that. And I call them girlfriends, mm-hmm. not in a sexual way, but they are mm-hmm. my girlfriends. And I've got guy mm-hmm. friends that's close to me like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then I know I may get long-winded. And then people will say, mm-hmm. be, you careful how much you, be careful how much you tell your girlfriend because they may want to cheat with your man on you and, and that does happen sometimes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put this right here. If mm-hmm. I got a man and me and my mm-hmm. man and my girlfriend and we all hanging out and she got her man, even if she don't have a man and she hanging out and me and my man hanging out, if for some mm-hmm. chance they do happen to get together, that's something mm-hmm. that they allowed to happen to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel different. like God mm-hmm. gon and I feel like God gonna deal with them on that. And because that mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. happen to me. And my best friend mm-hmm. and my fiance, they did get together, they got married, they fought every day the Lord sent. And I mean I'm talking mm-hmm. about they fought. Going to jail, breaking mm-hmm. up wonders fault. I think he was never mm-hmm. that way with me. But it's all about what mm-hmm. you bring out of a person. So, right. you know, and if that's allowed to happen, if you do go and get with him, uh, fine. I ain't got no problem with you, lady. Go on over there. Mm-hmm. If you make it between mm-hmm. me and you, it'll be between me and you. I got the issue over mm-hmm. here with this man that made the commitment to me. Mm-hmm. You back on mm-hmm. up, and then maybe you can be saved. But, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of women will say, well, be careful what you tell, you know, her about. But when I feel mm-hmm. like when you really feel like you got to really – close, true friend, you ought to be able mm-hmm. to tell her everything that's mm-hmm. on your heart, mind, mm-hmm. body, and soul, mm-hmm. and she'd be able mm-hmm. to hold that in confidence not to use mm-hmm. against you later because that's me. Yeah. When you tell me something, it's just gone mm-hmm. away from my mind. I'm not sitting up there contemplating yeah. on it. I'm going to pray about it mm-hmm. with you, and then it's going to go away from my mind until you come back right. around and you want to talk about it again because I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to use it to scheme on you. And a lot of, right. a lot of people that are sick-minded, they use that stuff to try to scheme on you, mm-hmm. to try to get what you got. Mm-hmm. They're not your friends. Right. And, and, and right. somewhere in there you're going to find out that they mean you harm before the mm-hmm. ship wrecks, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you something. A free, I did not know how common this was. I absolutely didn't. I have a girlfriend at work who did the same thing. I mean, she had a friend who, and see, it's so hard to even say a friend, but there was a female involved in her life that she shared everything in her life. Um, it was a platonic. It wasn't anything romantic. And she ended up getting into an argument with this female. And then at the end of the day, not only did she lose that friend, the fiance that she had, no, the husband that she had mm. at that time left her, divorced her, and has since, you know, been with this other woman. Now, mm. I-, I can't say that every situation is the same, but I have an issue with people who tell me not to be me and not to share how I decide to share. Because, like, I, I don't tell mm-hmm. everybody all my business, even though I talk a lot. But if I'm considering you a friend, there has been some sharing from you for me to share mm-hmm. with you. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's an even exchange, which is how I define friends. 
which is one of the reasons why I felt very comfortable with this particular female because she had shared some things with me. I, I was like the role runner to keep her from getting into some extreme issues, and I will take that to my grave because that's just the gravity mm-hmm. of what I'm made out of. Like, I don't do tip for tat. And that mm-hmm. is why I think today, like out of all of that time, and that's been 2009 when I left, but I was divorced shortly after, and then I didn't find this out till a couple of years ago. And it was actually mm-hmm. painful only because I hadn't seen her, we hadn't done anything. I found out indirectly by some other things, like she was involved in some things that my children were involved in. Um, it was one of the reasons why I went so hard on Kevin Hart is because I understand that life goes on. I understand that you decide to have something different, but you also have to be understanding that the way that you get something is the way that you are going to have to pay for it. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. how beautiful you make it. I don't care how many cars he buys her. I know mm-hmm. that in the back of his ex-wife's mind, this woman is who she says is one of the reasons as to why she was not able to reconcile with her husband is because he mm-hmm. felt like he had so much more option with this other person. Now, that's not just being a man. That's him choosing to leave this where it was and going on with his life, you know, and having mm-hmm. this other life instead of, you know, saying, you know, doing one thing and then just, severing it a proper way because there's a there's a right way to, to leave and not and there's a right way to you know uh, do whatever you want to do as a grown person because I'm going to tell you there are some things about friends when they are really friends that friendships that can really be friendships that end up just not working because of other circumstances like a lot of friends who are literally friends they do they do things a lot the same they look sometimes a lot alike. They like some of the same things. They entertain some of the same things, which is one of the reasons why they end up being drawn to each other because they have similarities in themselves. But the trick is, is not understanding that every living relationship, I don't care how closely related it is, how like it is, how much you think you've duplicated what you had in the last one, it is unique. And so there's no way for you to get the same result from a different person. It just it just don't work like that. Like life doesn't work like that. Even in mm-hmm. twins, we were talking about twins earlier. Twins are actually uh, identical twins. They're replicated in everything that they're made out of to be alike. There are subtle differences because of the experience. So there is, it's beyond me why women think that it's cute to, like, date behind their so-called friends because they had an inside job. They had a, a little foot in the door. It's like you're standing at the corner waiting on someone else to take out their garbage so that you can mm-hmm. eat. And then you want me to say that you're dining. You know, you like you're eating milk. No, you're just doing whatever's left over. And I don't want to sound like I'm bitter, but I just think that it's telling. And one of the biggest issues I did say was with myself because I didn't, I didn't see this coming. I had actually had this example shown to me in several friendships before. You know, not friendships with me. I've had to be the confidant for the female 
who was telling me, you know, this is how it happens, and I wasn't paying attention because I thought that that couldn't happen to me. I thought that I had a grade of people around me that weren't capable of doing such. And lo and behold, here I am doing that very, you know, having that same testimony or that same thing to say. It's not that we weren't paying attention. There are just some basic rules that we need to um, go over, and we already started with loyalty. Loyalty has to do with you just telling, um, being with that person regardless of what the situation is. And, of course, in a friendship, it's back and forth. It's not that you're going to be loyal to her when she's doing a good thing. You're going to come to her events and you're going to be there for her stuff. But they, too, are going to be there for yours. It's a back and forth. It's an exchange. It's what that person does for you and it's what you do for that person. Now, if you find yourself not wanting to participate in that other person's life, that is not your friend. That is not your friend. I actually had a friend. He is a friend of mine. He's a really close friend of mine. We broke the whole friendship boundary a long time ago, but I don't see him in that light anymore. We don't even deal with each other like that. But he is—he was honest. He was loyal. He lost, I lost respect for him because he lied. And But he was honest. And he was just, he wasn't critical of me. He would tell me how things were, and I think that's the reason why I was able to break those barriers. And he has a friend who's in town like to this weekend, and he wanted me to go and do some things with him, show him around town. I'm like, that is your friend. Like, that's you, that's yours. I don't owe anything to that. I, You know, we've all hung out before, but the only reason why I was hanging out with that dude is because I was like, you know, I was with him. So friends are not exchangeable like that. You don't share friends necessarily just because they're a friend of a friend because that relationship is unique. It does not transfer from one person to the other. I think the caller earlier explained it with the loss of her best friend. And she thought because her best friend's sister was in relation genetically and probably in a lot of associations like her best friend that it could probably be the same. And that's the, that's the proof. It can't. You cannot make something be just because you like them don't mean that I'm going to like them too. And, and, and that's something I'm not being with my friends. I, I, I would like to say that I have friendly friends and, like, they're really nice people. Like, I enjoy them. Uh, I feel complimented when I'm with them. I feel like they do something to make me look good and I do something to make them look good. So we haven't even exchanged. So I would be a fool to think that they don't have uh, – that attraction with other people in my life. Like, I'm not stingy with my friends. I've actually had friends that are female and are male, and they always said, like, who is that? I'm like, that's such a, such a, tell me about her. Oh, she's fun, blah, blah, blah. You say that about all your friends because it's the truth. It's like I surround myself on purpose. I'm choosing now some purposeful relationships that do something for me and I do something for them. The other thing, the other rule, that's number two. First one was loyalty. Second one was um, really uh, being honest and not critical and just telling the truth. Like I, could, I told him I'm not his friend. I'm your friend. And he respected it, and he just went on from that. The next is just to respect the person and not the title. And we were talking about that a little bit earlier about how um, people will just bandwagon. When I just don't see how some people don't see this. Like, it's amazing to me, like, when somebody gets what I call hot, they get hot. They, uh, I know a lot of people on the radio. I know a lot of people who are in the industry. I know people who know people. I'm Facebook friends with people. And I'll just go and grab somebody uh, 
friendship because I like them. Like I, I just do, and, and if it if it works, it it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I don't lose anything, but I'm not one of those people who has to be associated with someone who knows someone. Like I can't stand them. Like I don't. I'm just sharing, and I'm the empress. And yeah, I feel like I'm fine, you know, because that's just what I, you know, I feel like that. But I'm not gonna snoop nobody because they don't know somebody to get to me. And there are some people who actually function like that. They only want to be friends with people who know somebody so that they can get like an approval. Like this don't mean something. They are not gonna have the same relationship with you that they have with other people. Um, a key rule in friendships of any level, whether it's a friend, as a friend, a platonic friendship or it's a romantic uh, friendship, if you have a disgust with someone or you have a certain private amount of information about someone, you do not retaliate. Like that is the telltale sign that that is not your friend. When they're willing to go behind you after they've gotten upset or something, and then they disclose that intimate part of yourself that you share, I know for sure. I know for sure just on this point that some of the things that I had to hear in court, which were not even told the right way because anything that I do in my privacy, if I'm if I'm grown enough to do it, I'll own up to it. Like I'm not trying to – I didn't do anything like that. But I noticed some things that I did not want him to know because I didn't want him to interfere with, she had to tell. I, I, was, I didn't even put that together because I didn't even guess that she was just not my friend. But absolutely, when you are outside dealing with someone who is your friend, they will do that type of thing to you. And the last one is friends don't encourage you to violate things that you yourself have set to be a standard. I can very, very, very much remember uh, falling for this guy. Like, he, who, who this boy was the five. Like, he was gorgeous. He was just articulate. He had all the right things to say. He just fit the bill for me, with a small exception of him not being divorced. You know, he wasn't with her. He was not with her. Uh, I'm not saving anything extra, but he was not divorced. Like, he could have gone back. He could. He still uh, dealt with her in ways that were familiar, uh, just to put it lightly. And they didn't have to because they didn't have any children. And for me, that was just like a hang-up. I thought that was, oh, that's the only thing that's not wrong with him. It's like having a third, you know, thumb or something. I don't know. I just was making every excuse to make it okay for me. And the only person who gave me the truth, was the friend that I have today. Her name is Tammy. Tammy is like the best friend that I longed for when I was in college. We never went to school together. We worked as nurses at the hospital together, and we just clicked. She never um, made me feel like I had to be anything other than who I was, and she can instinctively tell when something's wrong. And I don't even see her day to day. She works from home. I, I, I still work out of the office, and she can tell just by our text conversation or by my non-communication when I call myself, man, I'm just not going to talk to nobody, that something is wrong. And not only does she do that, she goes out of her way in an honest place. Like she doesn't benefit from it. In, in, in some ways I feel almost like the worst friend in the world. Like she'll make sure 
that we have some time, so she'll go, and I've already set this up for us to do this, and don't worry about it. You just have your bags packed, and when you get the children dropped off, I'm going to come and get I mean, it's just that kind of thing. It's like I, it feels like it's indebted, but it's not because I feel I do the same thing for her, and it's just like I want her to be okay. She actually lost a girlfriend. She lost a girlfriend, a girlfriend who actually hung herself a couple months ago. And I had to approach it with baby gloves because it was just there's nothing you can do to cure that type of grief. And when so many answers are left unanswered, I just have to be available. And I, and I was not going to not be available like, look, girl, I'm going to come over here because I need you to know that you do have somebody on your side. I don't know what you're feeling. I can't even imagine it. But to, for me to not be available to her was just not even an option. Like, it's just not even an option. So there are some very basic things about being in friendship, being in relationship. Relationship is just the way that you communicate. It's, it's a, when, when you say you have a relationship with somebody, it is where you have a common connection and a kinship to someone. And that connectivity is what determines what type of relationship that you have. So people who are cut buddies, they have a sexual relationship. That's that's all it is. But people who work together, we have an interpersonal relationship. It's because of this job. You're you're related because of the association. That's what an interpersonal relationship is. But when you have a friendship, you have an allegiance. It's like you pledging to do something for that person at the same time them coming back and pledging to do something to you. It is a two way relationship. Do not be going around hollering, this is my best friend, when they're not saying the same thing because they may not even be your friend. Like you really need to be aware and, and uh, at a certain point that the way you feel about some person may not necessarily be the way that they feel about you. And that's the other thing. You can't have no best friend and y'all ain't had no conversation about it. You know like what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to be grown as I am and be saying, like, you just really need some friends or you just really need a best friend? What you need is to be resolved within yourself and self-sufficient enough to it being uh, able to emulate or emanate out of you. It, it just pours out of you, and people will be drawn to you. And you the same way to them. Some some people, you just be around them, and you just want to be around them. Like you want to be with them. That's the basis of how friendship occurs. And that is, I think, what men are saying um, they need in relationship. That is what uh, is the beginning of what just is. And anything you add on top of that just gets to be extra. It's not phony. It's not forced. It is what it is. I started to name this show It Is What It Is because I said that on um, Facebook. But one of the strongest things that I read, and I said I was going to write it down, and now I'm trying to find it because it says that um, the loyalty and devotion and faithfulness and devotion uh, being stronger uh, than an association or stronger than a bond is the essence of a, of a friendship. And it goes both ways. It is an agreement. It's a choice. Like you have to, like I said at the beginning, like fall on you 
and they choose you as you choose them. And I think that that's uh, the best way to explain it. On our next show, which I'm not sure whether it's tonight, I'll, I'll make myself, I'll make it up tonight uh, on Wednesday, whether it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to go into the family dynamics. Because I'm going to tell you, I've had some very, very hard um understandings of where the lines are drawn with family because I felt like I was doing more for my friends than I was doing for my family when in essence I was sharing more with my friends than I was my family and I was giving more and getting more as well from my friends than I was my family so just because you're related to someone doesn't mean you don't love them because you don't share your entire life with them and 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 we're hoping to explore how some of it sometimes that's the safest thing to do because these people's around here they've been to live all the day their life you don't even know it they've been and done some things that you wouldn't even thought of doing because it wasn't something that you wanted to do in your life but they have checked everything off of their bucket list and then here you are holding the highlighter on yours trying to write it down for the next year when you need to love yourself now so we're going to have we're going to have that discussion coming up i'm going to be posting on facebook if you'd like to be a co-host or a guest on our next topic i'm going to try to lock in one of these guys because Jermaine had to go he's out of town he's in missouri and Jermaine is just as nice and just as man and just as sweet and just as Christian, but he's just so plain. He say stuff just like it come up. I'm like, boy, I'm going to talk to your wife about the way you be talking. He said, that's my love. She knows exactly what she got. I don't have to sugarcoat nothing. I'm hoping I'm going to find that too. Until next time, this is the Emperor signing off. Getting better Do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.